Hi, I'm your host, Olivia. And I'm your host, Sophia. We hope you're having a great morning, noon, or evening, depending on when you're listening. Join us as we look at the vexing, perplexing, and all-around idiocy that is internet debate. Hi, Sophia. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Olivia. How you been? I'm a little swamped with online classes, but I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm keeping afloat, what is it, like week four now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to talk to you, and I think we should get straight into what's pop, pop, popping in pop culture. Yeah, for sure. All right. It's skipping theaters and coming right to your house on Disney+. Plus. It's the live-action remake of Mulan. Here's the catch, though. You must pay, drumroll please, an additional $29.99 on top of your $6.99 month Disney Plus subscription. What do you think about that? Oh my god, that's a lot of money. (laughs) And let me tell you, Olivia, people are mad. Yeah, that's not very fair. So here's my question of the day for you. Would you pay $30 to watch Mulan? No. It costs like, what, $12 to go see it in a theater? I I don't understand the... <laughs> okay, I do understand it. I just don't like it, I guess. Yeah. And people don't think it's worth the money because Lee Shang is not going to be in the movie. The fictional, the fictional character that is... Mulan's love interest. So people are saying, is it even worth worth it if it, Lee Shang's not even going to be in there? Um, I personally think um, it's a little cheap when movie companies try to recreate something in a new form. But at least this um, seems like a new story. It's less... It seems more realistic because it seems like it's for a bit more of an older audience. Yeah, so you will, this is the, this is the kicker though, you will be able to watch it on on December 4th for free, but if you want to be the first person to see it, you'll have to pay up. That's kind of ridiculous, oh my goodness. (laughs) So a lot of people on Twitter, on Instagram, they're saying, forget paying $30, I'm just going to wait till December 4th when Disney Plus releases it for free. Yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) So speaking of Mulan and Disney princesses and this whole thing, what's your favorite Disney princess? Um, I'm kind of a sucker for Tangled, if I'm being honest, but I do like Mulan. Ooh, Tangled is, oh, what's her name? Rapunzel, Rapunzel? right? Yeah. Rapunzel. I love her long hair. It's beautiful. Personally, my favorite Disney princess, I don't know if you consider this a Disney princess, but I love Merida. She's amazing. Really? Bow and arrow skills. Yeah, she's awesome. She's actually the reason why I got into archery. I wanted to be like her. (laughs) That's really cool. I didn't know you did archery. Yeah, I mean, I'll send you some videos that you'll see me kind of close to the target, but still, 
I hit balloons and such. So I'm very proud of that. A lot of people like to compare me to, oh, what's her name? Um, she's from the hung- Hunger Games. Katniss. Katniss? Katniss. Yes, but I don't see myself as Katniss. I think I'm more of like a Merida girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Love it. That's nice. I know a lot of people that don't like that movie, so it's interesting to hear um, that you do. I don't think it was that bad. Really? I loved Merida because, you know, the three black bears? Yes. I think that was my favorite part of the movie, honestly. They're the cutest things. (laughs) Even though, as they grow older, they probably would scrape my face off. But it's cute to see an animated version of some three black bears. Yeah, super cute. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up what's popping in pop culture. Want to take the wheel, um, Olivia? Sure. I prepared one of my new segments, um, which is called Cottage Core Corner. Um, this is a segment where um, we can talk about um, more so trending aesthetics. Um, and discussing, you know, what is trendy in fashion and um, some, and home decor and basically anything you'd find on Pinterest. Um, so from what I know of cottage core, um, it's the aesthetic um, that's more on the feminine side mixed with, um, I guess, sort of a fairy tale vibe. Um, it looks, it's braids and bread that looks like frogs and the basic concept of living in a cottage instead of like a urban sort of house um now i love cottagecore like i follow cottagecore accounts i think it's very fun to look at and i love that sort of style but of course um it has been twisted um recently uh cottagecore from uh, the Insider is described as an aesthetic that idealizes, mm, idealizes elements of pastoral life, like growing plants, raising animals, or baking bread. Now, of course, sites like Reddit have um, twisted this to um, be more of a sexist thing. And um, uh, trad femme, which the Urban Dictionary describes as um, traditional feminism and the adherence um, that gender roles are better or more correct um, if they're um, what society has originally placed. So, you know, girls like pink, boys like blue. Um, now, I hadn't thought of it when I um, liked this at all when I first stumbled upon it. Um, and I'd still say that Cottagecore isn't canceled quite yet, but it is sad to see so many um, respond to it with, yeah, Stay in the kitchen. It's like, no. Oh, my goodness. I should be able to bake pastries without any surrounding... Uh, Sexism. Terrible... <laughs> Sexism. <laughs> yeah, wow. I have personally never heard of that. Every time I hear about cottagecore or I come across a video of it, it's always in a positive light. So I honestly didn't know that people were stereotyping girls or even guys that participate in cottagecore aesthetics. I personally, I love it. Um, When I see cottagecore videos, I often think of like bunnies running across the lawn 
or like very cute clothes, dresses that are flamboyant, not very flamboyant, but like gingham and flowing skirts. Yeah, flowy skirts. Like I get good vibes from it. I think that Kajkor is the new trend. Uh, I personally love, I don't know if you've heard of this, but like goth, goth look. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that a little bit more just because I feel like I fit that. But I'm not hardcore, you know. I, I'm not a hardcore goth person or kajkor. Would, would you fit, fit yourself in one of those categories of aesthetics? Um, I do like cottagecore. Like, I, I really love um, when, uh, style-wise, a play on masculine and feminine. Like, I really like wearing um, dresses with big boots and, um, like, harder harder lines against um, uh, more flowy fabrics. I, um, I think it can be hard to commit to an aesthetic completely. Yeah. Um, especially um, because... You should be environmentally conscious of buying a bunch of clothes and also money. Um, so, like, not everybody has the money to go get big flowy dresses, but like, it can yeah. be fun to try. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other aesthetics. We have the goth aesthetic, cottage core. I think there's something called like kid core, where people like. I've seen kid core. Yeah. Stickers and um, beaded bracelets and that type of thing I'm personally never participated in that aesthetic but I think it fits some people well in other ways it just looks kind of weird to me but that's my personal opinion I like the a little bit of um kid core in my cottage core if that makes sense like I really love the people making their own ear like um I'm not really an earrings person, um, but I really love people making their own earrings out of, like, random little toys. Like, yes. I think that's kind of funny. I have my mom's old ring from when she was, like, seven, and it's um, the frog from Hello Kitty, and it tells the- it's broken, but it used to tell the time, and I was just like, that could not be more relevant. <laughs> I love that. I have seen so many people who do different things with their earrings like I personally have lemon earrings that look very realistic uh they're the cutest things ever and I bought them from a small family business so I thought let's help a cause let's help a business and let's get some cute earrings so I got lemon earrings and I have uh, they're blueberry pie earrings. I, I just think they're adorable. And I always get compliments on my earrings. So definitely boosts my ego a little. <laughs> so if you're kind of um, playing into the goth core, would, would you be wearing lemon earrings with just all black? I feel like that would be awesome. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> do that. Like just this week, I decided, well, I'm going to try something out of the box for me usually I'm a pretty plain Jane person I do love my goth though like I love seeing people do it but as for myself I'm not like fully committed to that aesthetic but I decided to try black lipstick for the first time 
and I put it on and I was like, is this really me? Do I feel comfortable like this? I was like, it's cute, but I don't know if this is genuinely my type of aesthetic. So I like to pitter patter in between different ones. Also, have you heard of angel core? Um, no, I have not. Yeah. So my understanding is it's kind of the opposite of goth core. You wear a lot of white, you wear sometimes girls put, um, like wings. They have wings on their, I don't know how to explain it. Like just white wings on the back of their spinal cord, if that makes sense. That made no sense. I mean, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I love it. There's, and have you seen Alien? The Alien aesthetic? Uh, no, but we can get into that and some of the other Cottage Core Corner sections. <laughs> oh, um. yes. There's a lot <laughs> to go on with aesthetics. I love every single one of them. I think they're awesome. Not ev- Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I could never commit to every single one of them. But wouldn't you say they're cool in their own way? Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would commit to, like, alien aesthetics or like futuristic aesthetics even though I think they're cool but I've come to admire all of them and all their different quirks yeah and I personally think I mean if you want to raise chickens and (laughs) wear dutch braids don't ever let guys on reddit tell you that it's sexist because unless you are actively being sexist something like cottage core is harm harmless exactly i couldn't have put it in better words myself uh i don't know if you want to jump to crazy conspiracy theories but i've got two of them for you wow yeah let's do it all right the first one is very simple very it's mellow it kind of eases you in to uh the life of a conspiracy theorist so i think you'll enjoy this one All right. <laughs> do you go to Starbucks often? Um, I shouldn't, but I do, yes. <laughs> and what do you usually get to drink? We're just, we're kind of setting up the scenario. Okay, I'd say my favorite is probably the strawberry refresher, but I do like, um, honestly, just uh, a vanilla latte, or I really like chai, but... Ooh. So, strawberry refresher. Okay, well, we'll pick that drink. So Olivia walks in and she wants a strawberry refresher after a very long day of work or, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah, you're doing sure. that day. And you go up to the barista and you say, I want a strawberry refresher, tall, venti, whatever you want. And they ask, what's your name? So then you give them your name. Now, a lot of people think that Starbucks purposely misspells your name so that they can get free publicity. Because when you have your name misspelled, what do you do? You go to Snapchat, you go to Instagram, you take a picture and your caption is almost always, look, they spelled my name wrong. And that's free publicity to Starbucks. Um, I would have to argue 
I think that's just more of an employee wanting to mess with you. I don't know if it's a whole corporate system. <laughs> well, I think it would be amazing if that was true. I don't know if I fully believe in it. I, I had this conversation with my sister this morning because she was at Starbucks and I told her, hey, let me tell you about this conspiracy theory. My sister says they don't get paid enough to be doing that. <laughs> exactly. And then it kind of broke my heart. And I was like, I don't care what you say. I believe in it. <laughs> I've seen people online who will purposely put the sticker over the logos. But just to, <laughs> just to make people a little bit mad. <sighs> Have you ever taken pictures of your Starbucks drinks? Are you t that type of girl? I mean, not since I was 30. <laughs> I just posted one recently so oh oops. <laughs> <laughs> no it's all it's funny to me uh my sister she always judges people on what they get to drink and so I'm kind of self-conscious on what I get to drink because of that like personally I used to get green tea frappuccinos and my sister said the baristas they don't like you because frappuccinos take forever and they're so time consuming and by the time they finish making one frappuccino they've got 20,000 people in line now they're backed up I mean I mean it's not a personal um it's not personal but I, I have <laughs> heard that frappuccinos are the worst to make yeah so now I get the simple tall light ice blonde what was it vanilla blonde latte and that's pretty good i try to get it with almond milk i feel like that's i think i feel like that makes it better oh i'll definitely try that it doesn't hurt my stomach are you lactose <laughs> no i'm not i can handle most things but if i drink um if i drink enough coffee with enough milk in it it will I think it will mess anyone up, to be quite honest. Yeah, but... no, I've heard the saying where it's like, if we're not supposed to be drinking milk and more people are tolerant than others with milk, like apparently we're all lactose intolerant. Don't quote me, but I've been told that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I've seen. Um, I've seen it can vary too from where. Uh, I don't know. I guess where you're from. Yeah. All right. Well, we just finished up one conspiracy theory. Let's get into the next one. This conspiracy right. theory is about Chuck E. Cheese. Now, have you seen the picture that I sent you this morning? Uh, why don't you tell the listeners what it was? Because yeah. I have seen it. <laughs> okay. So Olivia has on her side, end of things, a picture of... A pizza. Now, listeners, if you have the time to pull up a picture, look up Chuck E. Cheese pizza conspiracy theory, click on pictures, and you'll see them. But for viewers who can't pull it up, I will explain it to you. So, Chuck E. Cheese is a cute little pizzeria type of playhouse kind of deal, and they cater to families and kids' parties so they do a lot of pizza parties. And in one picture that I looked up, and in many, and you can look up and scroll down, you'll see pictures of pizza and their pizza slices, they don't match up. The slices 
they don't line up with each other. So it looks kind of funky. So here's where the conspiracy theory comes. Chuck E. Cheese is under fire. Well, they were under fire in 2019. And the whole conspiracy, conspiracy theory has kind of just kept going. So here's the conspiracy theory. And hold on with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hold on for your ride. So people believe, let me see, say conspiracy theorists believe that Chuck E. Cheese, when parties are done and they leave and they leave their pizza on the table, that employees of Chuck E. Cheese will go to that table, grab the pizza tray, take it back to their kitchen, take the pizza slices and create a whole new pizza for a customer, for their next customer. So... Mm. <laughs> So it makes sense if you look at the picture and you see all these pizza slices and they don't match up and they look like they're pizzas, they're pieces of pizza that have come from different trays. So they're basically reusing pizza that people didn't eat. Wasn't it proven that this was just one establishment that was doing this though? No, actually this has happened at many establishments around the world. And at one point, a girl contacted a conspiracy theorist and said, this is true. So, I mean, we can't say that this is true, but. And your, your, your witness here being a girl. <laughs> a girl who was a former Chuck E. Cheese employee. Okay. So, but of course we can't always just believe one person because she could have been lying about it. I mean, she doesn't work for Chuck E. Cheese anymore, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of sketchy. And then after this whole conspiracy theory broke out, Chuck E. Cheese went on their social media and said, this is not true. All of our pizzas are freshly made. For each customer, we do not recycle or reuse pizza to create another pizza for another customer. And then they explained why the pizza looked so misformed or mis misplaced. And they said that because their cheese melts on it, it kind of deforms the pizza. But personally, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I would buy into the fact that one or maybe two establishments did this, but it cannot be a company-wide policy. <laughs> well, you would think that they would get shut down. I, a lot have. I, I'm, I mean, they're still kicking, I guess, but <laughs> not in the way when I was a kid. Personally, I felt like all the cool kids, they had their parties at Chuck E. Cheese. And <laughs> yeah, all the cool kids would have their parties at Chuck E. Cheese. Like when I was in soccer, when I was a little kid, like all the cool kids parties Chuck E. Cheese. You know where my no, I used here? to go there. I used to go there a lot with my grandma as a kid, and I remember the last time she took us, me and my brother, being like, "This pizza is disgusting." Do you know how bad a pizza has to be for two little kids to be like, "Wow, <laughs> never again." 
<laughs> Never again. Maybe you have the taste buds of Gordon Ramsay. I really don't. I <laughs> I can't tell the difference between most sushis. Oh my goodness. Speaking of sushi, we are off the topic, but sushi is delicious. I just found out that mm-hmm. NAU has a sushi shop here on campus. I'm excited to go get me some sushi. Here they the don't do week. meal transfers, though. It's just dining. Yeah, I found that out, but personally, I'm still going to go get some sushi. <laughs> I'm going to pay out of pocket. <laughs> All right. Have you gone there? No, I don't. I I mean, I don't hate sushi. I'll go to it. I've been to sushi restaurants and eaten it before. I just like, I think there's something about the way they mold the rice. I can't, it all tastes the same to me. My boyfriend handed me one with, I don't know what it was, like a California roll and one with actual fish. And <laughs> Oh, you know, I can't stand the imitation crab. No, I think that's gross. Oh, so no, no, I haven't bought it. Imitation crab is a no-go for me. But anything like salmon, ooh, salmon, mmm so good it's so good i just talking about it makes me salivate <laughs> have you ever had pokey i can't imagine being in a world where you are talking about sushi and it's like oh my god i need sushi right now oh my gosh if you're not like that are you even human it's no it's, it's <laughs> kind of gross <laughs> <laughs> all right even let's say you're the you have nothing to eat. You're starving. Would you eat sushi to survive? Yeah, I would. I, 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 don't, I don't mind it. I just, like, don't think it's delicious. Oh, my. Who are you? You are a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes my conspiracy theory. Oh, actually, I have a little side note on this conspiracy theory. It doesn't have okay. to do exactly with the pizza, but uh, Chuck E. Cheese has gone under fire again for something completely different. Um, one employee said that they don't actually clean. They just fill up the, the bottles that are meant for chemicals with water, and then they just spray down the, the table with water. So I thought that was pretty disgusting. Not to get too real with the pandemic, but that is probably the, the actual <laughs> worst place you could go. Yeah, no, um, I, even as a little kid, I never trusted those little play, those play um, recess type of deals where you can crawl in to those plastic tubes. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think about? I was as skeptical. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, McDonald's has those as well. And I'm just, even as a kid, I, I was like, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Especially since, like, it was pretty nasty when I was in one as a little kid. And ever since then, it, it was a traumatic experience. There was, I can't even talk about it because it was so traumatic. Okay, you want to move on? (laughs) Yes, just take me away from this nightmare. Right, for sure. So the next segment is a repeat of what I did last week called Keeping It Real and Flag. Um, Now, for those of you who um, don't attend NAU, um, 
Northern Arizona University, um, just to be exact. Um, we started our in-person classes um, on August 31st. Now, I, um, my, I think my parents might be, I, I'm not telling them just yet, but I'm doing online in my apartment. Um, but I know that many um, are at least trying to do social distance classes, with their masks on, and campus has been a lot more crowded ever since. Um, Sophia, how do you feel about how do you feel about this? <laughs> I feel a, a little scared. I will admit because I am asthmatic, so that kind of strikes fear in me that if I was to get the coronavirus, um, it will be harder for me, and my parents are more susceptible to. COVID. So if I get it and I give it to my parents, I don't know if they'll be okay. So I'm definitely social distancing. I'm starting classes next week. I didn't have any in-person classes this week, but I do know a lot of people who did. Uh, from their from their perspective, they said that they felt safe. And one girl actually told me that there was only about four people in her class, but that it could go up to 10 at one point. So as long as everybody's staying safe, everybody's got their mask on, I think we'll be all right. I think that everybody needs to stay on top of their health checks with NAU and just keep the social distancing going. Yeah, for sure. But I bring this up because I wanted to open it up and talk about um, all the main Arizona universities, so U of A, ASU, and NAU. Oh my. <laughs> I love. Oh no! <laughs> I love playing this game. I was never going to go to ASU, frankly, just simply because it was too close to my parents. But I did. <laughs> I did. I did consider U of A for a, a, a tad, but um, I, I, that didn't really fit either. It is funny when you go to U of A's um, website. There's, I mean. Okay, there's one tiny box saying see COVID-19 updates, but other than that, it's not really there. Um, <laughs> ASU's, um, ASU's got a lot more, and when you go to NAU's website, it's the Jacks are back page um, with the campus resources and safety measures. Um, so that's kind of interesting to look at. I, I don't really know how ASU is doing, but they did have the, the fifth case of COVID in the U.S. That was a bit blown out of proportion, but um, there was somebody, it, it did cause a, um, a big panic over at that university because somebody who had traveled to Wuhan, China, came back, had the coronavirus. It was when oh. nobody knew what this thing was. Did you know I about that? I remember that. I remember that. That was, I want to say that was like at the very beginning. At the very beginning, yep. Yeah. Well, I just looked up right now, and four hours ago, AZ Central, keeping us updated, says ASU approaching 1,000 known COVID-19 cases. ASU, oh what's God. going on up there? What AZ, is going on? <laughs> I actually have an article by AZ Central, too. It's a little bit older. It's from July, but we were number one in the world for coronavirus at some point. So go oh. Arizonans. Uh, that is not a good thing to be number one in. Mm -mm. No, it was us in Florida, like, butting heads for the number one COVID cases in the States. 
Um, yeah, I think at one point, like New Mexico and Arizona, they were going back and forth. But Arizona, you just took the cake. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're on the decline, but I'm not sure if school has affected this, to be quite honest. Um, but, uh, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say anything about NAU's COVID cases, because I'm not 100% sure on that either, but... Yeah, there's I'm been not, a few breakouts. I'm not a hundred percent sure as to how many cases are on NAU, but I know that last time I checked, there was at least seven, which isn't bad in comparison to um, ASU. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, I did want to open it up to the other schools, because I just, I mean, I don't want to talk about it in detail, but I kind of think it's the most wild thing ever. Um, so I was, I was informed by a friend yesterday, and after that I, I um, researched it a bit myself, um, but the University of Arizona has started um, a new way of COVID testing where they've been testing the sewage um, pipes in the dorms specifically, and at first, I'm like, oh, my God, how is that going to work? But they caught a case through oh. somebody's feces. <gasps> my mouth literally dropped. I had no idea of this. That's crazy. And where is this, ASU or? This is U of A. U of A. Oh, my. <laughs> wow, that is it's like it's smart, um, but it's so gross. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I've ever been speechless about something until now. That's really. <laughs> Who would have thought that if you would have told me on New Year's Eve that this would be happening and that at some point that U of A was going to test students' feces, I would not believe you at all. I mean, it's not. I mean. It is in the sewer, like, it is in the sewage pipes. It is not <laughs> being, dis- like, it is not being collected. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I, it's funny because they did it for just the dorms and it worked. I didn't even know that was possible. Well, this is going to sound weird, but wouldn't you need their, well, I don't know. I was going to say, would you need their consent? It just alerts them to the fact that somebody in the building has it. Yeah. But do you think that these sewage testers, COVID testers, consent by the person who has defecated or... I really don't think you need consent to go down in the sewers and take samples, but okay. But if you're in the sewers and you're Oh no, obviously they have hired scientists and professionals. But how does that work? Like if you have a roommate and you guys are go both going to the bathroom. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Or like (laughs) how do you know which one has COVID? I'm saying all they know is somebody in the building has COVID. Oh, somebody in the building. Okay, so they don't specifically know who. 
Sophia, I encourage you to look this up on your own because it sounds like you're really interested. <laughs> I but am. I'm, it's an interesting practice. I really... It's called sewage surveillance. Oh my goodness, this actually has a name. Sewer surveillance. All right, I'll have to look that up on my free time. Yeah. Um, my FBI computer guy's probably going to be looking at my history like, what the heck is this girl looking at? Uh, yeah maybe um <laughs> have so you ever I heard think... that where i'm sorry for cutting you off have you oh, heard no, that saying fine. where it's like your fbi man watching you through the screen Mm-hmm. i think of that all the time yeah i mean i try not to think of it too much because then it'll <laughs> freak me out but i get it <sighs> All right. Well, let me just say, since we're speaking about, well, we're on the topic of NAU, well, in the section, oh, what's it called? I forgot what it's called. Keeping it real and flag. Keeping it real and flag. Thank you for reminding me. My head is scrambled. Maybe because of this heat that's going on. I personally, as a freshman, was too stubborn to bring a fan. So, I have to... I have to deal with the consequences of my stubbornness. And so now I am in basically in a pit of fire. It is so hot here. Just go get a fan. (laughs) When you were a freshman, did you remember to bring a fan or? Yes. you, (laughs) You weren't one to say, nah, I don't need that. No, we don't have AC in the building, or we didn't. <laughs> uh, my regrets, they, just every day I wake up and I say, why did I have to be so stubborn? But Ah, uh, what a struggle. But yeah, I know, first world struggles, am I right? Just <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's all the content we have for this week. Um if you tuned in, thank you so much for listening to Woe is Media. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was great talking to you and having these conversations. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Have a nice day, guys. <laughs> Listeners, thank you. Bye. Bye.